Welcome to the next episode of High Buds. If they turn to me and go, you have to execute these people, I, I don't think I could do that. But if the question was put to me is like, you and these people will fight to the death. Well, now we're on an even playing field, and I think I'm a little bit more okay with that morally. I would make myself appear feral. So I would like cover myself in like dirt and fucking maybe nice, maybe nice. maybe shit. My own heart. And I'd wear nothing but like a golem loincloth. And just like <laughs> run around everywhere like golem and like Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm not giving them anything to hold on to. If I got time to prepare, I'm shaving my body <laughs> clean and covering myself in oil. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going full golem. Why does every single conversation where our lives are in mortal peril um, <laughs> end with you, with Chris saying, "I would shave off my eyebrows and cover myself in talcum powder"? It's my best tactic. <laughs> it is my best tactic. I think it is the only foolproof way. I don't care how big and how fucking strong you are. If you're seven foot tall and you lift 200 kilogram weights on each arm, right? If you are walking down an alleyway late at night and you see a man covered in jelly completely naked with no body hair, you're not gonna fuck with him. You're not gonna fuck with him. Hi birds, how's it going? My name's Martin and today we are joined by Chris. Hey guys. And Aaron. Howdy. So, go on then guys, what have you been up to this week? Okay, so I have done a... Well, I've done a fat lot of nothing. I've had just been uh, using the opportunity to... Um, I played a bit of PlayStation. I've been getting to baseball um, recently, so I've got like a baseball game on PlayStation. Because I quite like to look... You've got a team. Um, so, I've never been interested in baseball before, because the rules to me were just fucking... I couldn't understand it, but... I I can't remember what got it in got in I think I watched a Moneyball and I was like I really want to understand baseball um just I I just I enjoy learning about sports like the rules of sports and stats and you know is that a good stat is that a good average I'm a bit fucking weird about it but anyway I learnt baseball and um I pr- brought um MLB 20 which is like the year before because I don't want to I don't know the players enough to be like care about what yeah, team they're playing the for honestly I and mean, I bet it's EA right what is the actual difference between the yeah. games oh There's I tell you what no though difference. the baseball game the career in that is fucking unreal it's so much better than anything I've played like any sports game oh really the, oh it's so good it's so so good um, what splits it apart then what makes it so so much better um, it's, it's like so when you're when you're like the, the way that they commentate around your pl- I don't know it, it seems like everything you do matters so like because the way that baseball works do, do you know how baseball works in the way that they play the games I kind of know it's like rounders you can either try and run and get steal bases yeah yeah um or if you get a home run is essentially the ball's out the park there's no way they can retrieve it so you can just run the entire circle yeah yeah and the schedule the way that the scheduling works it, they do it in um, what they call series so um Say I'm Oklahoma and you are Wichita. We will play five games in Oklahoma, um, and then it's like a day break, and then I'm Oklahoma. I'll have like an, another series, and it's like it's either be three, four, or five games. But the way that like the um, the, the PlayStation game works, it like it re- it ref- it references everything that you've done. So like within the season, within the series, within the game, like it, it like you feel like. It's not just like the same concept. Martin Tyler on FIFA going, oh, and uh, um, here he is, the whippy young lad. Like it, it feels like everything you do is like influencing the world around you, kind of thing. 
Um, in real life, how do you become an MLB player? Because I know in America, like in American football, you've got like college ball. Mm -hmm. I never hear about college baseball. What is the preemptive? What, what do you do before MLB? I think it probably is college or like college. Do you think like Sunday league sort of thing as well? Um, like so I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you asked. So you've got you've got when you're in like elementary school, you've got Pee Wee um, baseball. Um, so you'll do uh -huh. that, and that's usually like five innings because um, like they'll do innings um, professionally. It's nine, and then you'll have little league, and little league is when you're in like kind of like middle school, um, kind of like early high school, and then you'll just have like high school baseball. And then when you're in high school baseball, you can you're eligible for the draft. So you'll you'll either be drafted to an MLB team and they will send you off to an, to an affiliate. Um, so that it, baseball's nuts. They've got like the MLB, which is the top, like you know, like NFL level playing, and then they have something called Triple A baseball, which is below it, and then they have Double A, and then they have Single A baseball, and then below that is like college baseball. But college baseball is not really a thing. It's just the kind of thing that you do. And they don't have S rank baseball, isn't it? If you're going to have that many A's, <laughs> you know. Oh yeah, yeah. The whole hard. Nah, it is fucking nuts. But if you um, it's, if you don't, if you don't get drafted, then you would go to college and maybe play baseball. But it's not, it's not big like, it's not big like football, is, football or, basketball. or basketball is because they have the other tiers of baseball. Um, but that is, it's, it's good for fun. Baseball seems like the sort of thing. It does look like a bit of a bitch to watch. Um, it, it was a long ass game. It's it's a long ass game, but like when you start to learn the rules, because because I used to hate the idea of it, but like now that I've learned the rules, I'm like fuck, man, I want to watch a game of baseball. And they play like over a hundred games a season, so like it's you could just like pick it up and watch it. You don't really have to care until they get to the World Series. And there's no team that you're fond of yet. Um, well, it's a bit of a difficult Who's one. Who's your creator character been drafted by? <laughs> um, that'll be how you pick. So, so, so if, 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 funny, funny enough, actually, that that's how I ended up picking my ice hockey team when I played because I played a game. It was the Boston Bruins that drafted me. Oh, well, I like them now. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a team for baseball. I should be Boston Red Sox because I support Liverpool and they own Liverpool as well as the Boston Red Sox. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's a um, like a group FSG and they own both. Um, but. I cut. I kind of um, like the Cleveland Indians just because I support the Cleveland Browns, but then I also like the LA Dodgers because that's who I play for on the game. So you know, I don't really have a team. And I like LA Dodgers because it's lads. Yeah, well, well, there we go. So we'll all agree that LA Dodgers is the best. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy the lads. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's good shit. And other than that, just catch it up with a lot of TV. Um, but I'll go into nice, that in a bit nice. because I've got stuff that I think we could talk about and we're going to all enjoy it. But what have you been up to, Chris? Um, so I've been doing something similar in terms of fuck all. Um, and to space out the time of me doing fuck all, I've been trying to get into like um, a lot of like weird YouTube shit. Yep. Um, so I've been watching a lot of To Catch a Predator and Court Cams recently. Mm hmm. Um, those have been quite enjoyable the court cams are my absolute favourite just because like so like people like fucking dropping cocaine on the floor when they're in a courtroom yeah Jesus. how the fuck does that happen to you how do you find yourself in a position where you know you're going into court on this day da 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 da, -da and yet you forget to take the cocaine out of your baseball cap what the fuck yeah. idiots like it's just shocking to watch shocking to watch 
So I've been enjoying um, just watching like real life goofs, um, failed escape attempts. Um, and then the last one that I really enjoyed was about, um, I found out that during, I think it was, I think it was World War II, I didn't pay that much attention. Um, the German military used to have this medication um, that was proven to reduce tiredness. It would make you feel fatigue less. Um, and essentially it made you a little more superhuman. So like if it would like remove your need to sleep as much, make you a little bit stronger. But why wouldn't they, why would they stop using that medication? Well, the medication they were using was very small doses of methamphetamine. Yeah. So the soldiers, like, if they really had to, like, keep an eye out for a long time, they'd just have a tiny dose of meth and it'd keep them going. Um, I was reading, well, I was watching a YouTube video about this one dude who was escaping, um, I think it was a Russian patrol group following World War Two, and he's starting to get tired. And he's really lagging behind. It, like you're skiing for your life, getting chased by a load of Russians mm -hmm. with guns, and he's like losing the strength in his legs, so he's really struggling. So he needs a pick me up. He needs a boost. Well, luckily, he's been entrusted with his company's entire dose of this methamphetamine medication. Yeah. But he's panicking because he's skiing away from these Russian guns. So instead of pouring out one tablet, he pours out all of them. And he takes 30 of these meth tablets and chews them as he's like fucking skiing down. And to begin with, it works. He gets the power in his legs and he's able to ski away from them and he feels okay. Mm -hmm. For about a hundred yards. And then the trees start moving. And the, the grass <laughs> starts getting strange. And his like company is well aware that there's something quite wrong with him. So you have like vacant episodes and that sort of thing. And this dude ended up, he got separated from his company and couldn't figure out how. So he started walking, he picked a direction, he decided he was going to walk all the way back to Germany from where they were. And he just, oh I know it's east, so he picks the direction on his compass and he just starts fucking walking through the woods, right? Yes. And as he's like trudging through all this snow and shit, he sees his old company and they catch him up in the woods and they're like, where the fuck are you going? we got to go this way and they keep pointing the way he's going and he carries on walking with them he's having a laugh and a joke and then he wakes up and he's standing in front of a tree in a forest clearing and none of it actually happened and he's still separated from his company and he doesn't know how far he's walked or where he's gone to and this same thing keeps happening to him sometimes people are like Russians are coming out the woods to try and kill him and he can't tell if they're actually there or not or if he's just hallucinating again. Or other times it would be like really fortuitous. He saw this smoke off in the distance and he realised that it was like somebody could follow along. Then he wakes up flat on his face and there's still smoke there and he can't, re he can't figure out if it's real or not. He ended up, long story short, he found an abandoned German camp that was covered in landmines. He blew up his leg um, and had to lay in the snow for ages until a helicopter went overhead and found him. Where they found him was 400 kilometres away from where they'd lost him. Jesus. He'd been walking for so long. In two weeks on foot, he'd managed to beat 400 kilometres. The problem is Damn. he'd lost all his cooking pot, his, like, everything. Because he just kept getting hallucinations about, oh, he's just seen his friend next to his mm. campfire. I'm going to walk off with him and talk to him. And then he wakes up. He doesn't know where his old campfire was and all his stuff is left behind. It was fucking wild, man. I'll send you a link to it. It was a fucking... I love a bit of history, I do. Absolutely love a bit of history. It's so wild what drugs can do to you. Fuck yeah, man. I didn't know meth was such a fucking wonder drug. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't recommend. You know, it. like if I ever need a pick me up, little little <laughs> little bit of meth. <laughs> I don't know because there's you see some fucking superhuman shit that people do on meth. People get like strength that they didn't realize they could have. Yeah, they run distances yeah. they didn't think they could. It's... The only trade-off is you don't know what's real and what's fake, and you hallucinate the fuck out. It's we were in. We must have been about sixteen, seventeen. And we ran up one of the key roads near near our childhood homes, and we were all pissed. And I remember, I think it was yourself that said, like the next day, your legs were aching, you couldn't remember why, and we'd realised because we were absolutely sprinting, and it felt like nothing at that point in time. Yeah, man, I, I had like super drunk legs on because at that point you don't really feel the fatigue, do you? No, because you're just shit faced. You can do anything. Yeah. And those are that's what I've drugs. been up to this week. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I, well, it depends on the drug, to be honest. If you got really baked, I don't think I'd be running anywhere. I, I don't know, man. I think, it de- I think it depends on your mindset when you get baked. Like, I've been like, yeah, man. If super someone was productive. chasing me with a knife, it wouldn't matter what drug I was on. But you know, depends whether <laughs> you think they're real or not. That's true, actually. Could you imagine making the wrong call at the last minute? <laughs> oh, this couldn't possibly be happening, and then he just gets stabbed. Excellent. Yeah. Go on then, Aaron. What what were you going to lead us on to then? What TV have you been uh, um, <laughs> been catching up on? It it was it's well, I've been catching up with loads of stuff, but I will go into some of the interesting documentaries that I watched because a we should all you should all go give them a watch. Very interesting. Uh, and I just want to like kind of discuss, you know. Um, some of them, like, what do you think? What would you do in this situation? Anyway, so the first thing that I watched on Netflix is a series called Captive. Have you seen what it's about? No, what is it? So it is, it is like, they do like the recreation, um, you know, like, it's like, this is a recreation, but it's like interviews of people that have been, you know, kidnapped, held hostage, um, abducted. So, like, the first episode is about a prison in America where the um, the inmates rioted and then held eight of the guards hostage for like 11 days. Oh, you would fucking hate to be one of those guards, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, well they kept, they blindfolded the guards, put them in prisoner uniform and just like, because st- they, all, all the inmates like split into like their different like eth- eth- ethnic groups, like you'd have like, you know, the, like, yep. the, bla- the, like the black prisoner gang and like the, um, the um, Aryan Brotherhood and the Muslim gang and they just started like moving the guards around each day so like they didn't know where they were and um yeah man that was it. so it's that's like the first episode to introduce it to you and then it gets to like there was where was this based the, in the UK or US it it, dep- it depends each episode that each episode is oh. separate from from another so the first episode is that prison oh, one and then there's another episode where when when we were all younger there was a british couple i remember seeing this on the news a british couple that got abducted by somalian pirates and they were like, yeah, yeah, and they'd been, and they got, the, the, yeah, they got held hostage for like a year, and they're on it, um, just like talking about like the whole. But it's cool, it's it's cool because it interviews them, so they tell you the experience of them being like held hostage. But it also yeah. interviews like people that were trying to get them back, so like what they could and couldn't do because you know like the government won't pay a ransom, and you know what this family member was doing, and and um, there's some audio. Um, clip it like cl- like clips of audio of like negotiations between the um, 
people holding them hostage and like negoti- like negotiators and things like that. How long were they held for? Um, the pe- the the people that were smiling parts over a year. They were held. It's for it's for honestly. I, I recommend you. I I've watched about five episodes um, over the weekend. Fucking binged it. Um, it's just it's really interesting. Really really interesting. Like. I have to check it out, man. It sounds good. You're selling it for sure. It, 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 it is good, and like, because like, it's a bit of a weird one. Because like, on the one hand, I, I won't try not to spoil too much, but like, I'll use a Somalian pirate one as an example because we all know fucking what happened to him. But on the one hand, they weren't really mistreated that bad. So like, you kind of think like, oh well, you know. But on the other hand, it's like you're kept <laughs> away from your family and home for a fucking Bear year. Bear in mind how much people um, have fucking complained about being stuck indoors during lockdown, right? Yeah, yeah. Now imagine you're stuck indoors, but you're captive of Somalian pirates, and you don't get to choose what you do. Yeah. That's that's fucking an entire year. Yeah, fuck that, yeah. Fuck that. An, an entire entire year. But um, I was I was watching it with my uh, girlfriend and housemates. So we were like playing a playing a game. Um, so like at the start when it introduces who's that it's going to be about, we were trying to guess how long they would have been uh, held captive for. But it's a what good diet, though. Pardon, sorry. What was the longest that you saw? Um, the longest so far is that um, that that British couple. Man, getting kidnapped is fucking terrible. Like, however, one of the things that is definitely more appealing about that series is like, I enjoy true crime. And yeah. It definitely seems like it's having a bit of a like a renaissance at the minute. Fucking everything's true crime. Yeah, yeah. But true crime so rarely has a happy ending yeah I feel like the nice thing about kidnapping stories where they get out okay yeah is you know it worked out for the best so you still get all the interesting bits without as much of the gristle yeah yeah exactly it's, it's not like there is one quite sad one actually there, there's like and there's like sad moments but yeah if, if, if you've got the time definitely it watch like, it um, this is what I'm picturing when you say it's quite sad is it like um, it starts off and it shows you like photos of the family and it's like, they were just a normal couple. And then it goes to the interview after they came back and, like, they're both missing way more limbs than they have in the photos. <laughs> um, you're, you're kind of on the right track, but no. Oh, um, no, really? You, you, you're on the right kind of track where it's like, where, whilst you're watching the episode, you know what the bad thing is before they tell you what it is. Like, like oh, before, before it happened with the storytelling, I, like, turned to my housemate and I was like, I think this happened because such and such and he was like oh yeah I've no- you know what now that you say that I've noticed that and then they you know tell the story and we're like ah um, oh, I know that was really cryptic I just don't want to give it away in case either of you watch it yeah yeah that's fair enough man I love a good because um, I would definitely recommend it and the other thing um, if I know I will go I won't I'll do them separately so with the whole captive thing right um, if you are because ha- because we were kind of talk about this how long of being held hostage by somebody would it be before you thought, I'm just going to try and escape because I can't do this anymore? Uh, it depends on the living conditions, man. Like, if I get captured by Somalian pirates, they have such a fucking high propensity of rape over there. And it's not even about sexual gratification. It's just, like, power dynamics yeah, and shit. Yeah. If I try and escape... And they catch me. God fucking damn it. You know, like... You'd you'd start... Uh, I guess you'd start thinking about something. But, like, where do I go? 
I'm in their area. I don't speak the language. Yep. I don't know anyone nearby. I can't call. And you're going to stick out like else. a sore thumb in a, a the only like white bloke in the next hundred miles. Am I locked mile? up with other people? Do I just like leave my wife behind? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, chick. And then I crawl out through the toilet. Like I don't know, man. I it, it, there's a lot of factors to consider, but I don't know whether or not. If I felt like something was progressing with the government, then great. If not, it'd probably take me about two years before I was like, I'm getting out of here one way or another. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing, yeah. isn't it? You, you've got to literally be willing to die because they're probably going to take a pot shot at you. After two years, your life has changed so drastically. It's like, this is what I know now. And I'd feel more prepared to try and escape at that point, I reckon. Whereas otherwise you're just like an office worker trying to escape. Whereas a captive trying to escape is different. It just depends how you view yourself, I suppose. So what are you doing then? Uh, if um, So there was a bit of a thing, probably about two or three years ago, a few aid workers and some other people getting beheaded in like Syria and stuff. If they put you in front of the camera, do you try and take one with you or do you... Do you reckon you just... Nah, man, you uh, you suck the right dick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think... Yeah, any means necessary. I think if I know that I'm going to die, I think, fuck it, why not give it a pop? Because Yeah, for sure, because, man. Because if, my... if it's... If I'm a hundred percent gonna die, yeah. I'll take someone else with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or at least, or at least, fucking try. Because, the, like, so when you say about these like Sir- Syrian videos, right? The whole point of them doing that is to like send a message. Now, how fucked up is their message if the video is of me fighting back? Like, they're losing a lot of their power then with that, aren't they? Like, how mad would you go though? Because I don't think realistically, uh, I always look at this sort of thing as like. I would never be aiming to like properly defeat someone. I think you can realistically scare someone off. As soon as you take enough damage, it's like, all right. So I think I'd be like, I'd try and bite off people's fingers, nose, ears. I'd try and like get my teeth into someone's eyeballs. Mm. You know, like fucking grotesque shit that other people don't want to look at. That's, that's what I'd be going for. I, I, I mean, that's what I would Shock do value. if I went to prison. Um, but... In a situation where I'm in like an execution video, I think I would just try and bite someone's cock off. If I'm being quite honest, I think. Yeah, but by the it depends what by the time they've set up the camera and got the lighting right for the execution video, you've got a bag on your head and your hands are handcuffed. You've got to do it well before the fucking cameras on, haven't you? I don't know. I think I'd wait for the cameras to be on because, like, I know, I know, I know that it's yeah, happening. By the time the cameras on, like, isn't your head going to be all bagged up and your hands are cuffed? They're going to kill you. No, anyway. no, because it's a whole like they'll unbag my head, won't they? To be like, oh, look at this man. And by that point, I'm like, fuck it, let's go quick. I mean, um, your hands are still um, handcuffed, but I reckon you could he- put a headbutt in somewhere that hurts. And I mean, your hands are yeah, handcuffed, you but you can still use your arms, can't you? Granted. Yeah. You probably it would be difficult to put yourself in these shoes. So our answers you wouldn't know unless you were there. But I'm no, no, anyway. that, well that's it, isn't it? It's, Let's it's... say you and eight people have been kidnapped. You didn't know these people before you got kidnapped. You're on like a coach or something with eight people in a foreign country. You get kidnapped. Two years later, you're still stuck in this same place with these people, but you're given a way out. We'll let one of you go. All you have to do is behead the rest on a recording how would you consider it 
I, man, I don't think I'd do it. I, I don't think I'd have it in me. I don't think I could just... do it. I've been living with these people for two years. I don't think... I... The human and the survival instinct within you, you would. After and by two that part, years I'm just giving them what they want. There's no guarantee that they're not going to kill me. No, but, but, so, but, but, but the thing is, if... Because if you put the question to me in a different way, so if they turn to me and go, you have to execute these people, I, I don't think I could do that. But if the question was put to me is like, you and these people will fight to the death. Well, now we're on an even playing field, and I think I'm a little bit more okay with that morally. I'd let someone else make the first move. <laughs> yeah, because sure. yeah, then I was good about someone myself. else had the intent to kill me, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. holds barred. Yeah, 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 exactly. shaving off my eyebrows and coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like, well, you've made the decision to die now. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, I'm not giving them anything to hold on to. If I've got time to prepare, I'm shaving my body clean and covering myself in oil. <laughs> I'm, I'm going full golem. Why does every single conversation where our lives are in mortal peril um, <laughs> end with you, with Chris saying, "I would shave off my eyebrows and cover myself in talcum powder"? It's my best tactic. It is my best tactic. I think it is the only foolproof way. I don't care how big and how fucking strong you are. If you're seven foot tall and you lift 200 kilogram weights on each arm, right? If you are walking down an alleyway late at night and you see a man covered in jelly completely naked with no body hair, you're not gonna fuck with him. You're not gonna fuck with him. I don't care who you are, you're not touching that man. That is a complete unknown. It's the last thing you expected to see and you don't know what is gonna come next. You're not fucking touching him. You're not doing it. It's um. It's funny we should talk about this Terrifying. actually, because on the weekend um, I was um, just you like. You saw a man covered in jelly. <laughs> no, no, I was chatting shit with my housemate. Right, we were talking about like sit- like a kind of like end of the world situation where it's a bit fallouty, where it's like looting and stuff. And I was saying uh-huh. that I was saying that I would um, make myself when I'm going out to get shit. I would make myself appear feral, so I would like cover myself in like dirt and fucking maybe nice, sh- nice. maybe maybe well, shit. After my own heart. <laughs> like maybe maybe shit um, like I'd piss all over myself so I stink and I'd wear nothing but like a golem loincloth and just like run around everywhere like golem and like people wouldn't want like if I'm looting a shop and I see something that resembles golem taking yep. stuff like you'll just move on to another place won't you like you're not gonna like what you do is you wait in the ceiling tile for someone else to turn up there so they can watch you fall through the ceiling and just start scavenging things and stay the fuck away. Yeah, yeah. So he can have the inhalers. Because like even though like even a point part of you might think like oh he's quite small I might be able to the other part of you is like fucking hell it looks like a creature like I'm not gonna bother. It's just such an unknown because yeah. you don't know what that person's been through and what they're gonna do to you and the thing is they don't have to win. If you get in a fight with someone like that, right, you don't have to win. If you, like, let's say you kick their ass, right, but they still (laughs) manage to bite off a chunk of your ear or take out one of your eyes, you've suffered such a humongous loss. Yeah, that's true. Like a survival situation. Not worth it at all. And what, you managed to beat some bald dude in an alleyway. Not worth at all. Would you Not make... worth the price of admission. I wouldn't fuck with it. Would you I make... think it's the best strategy is looking as terrifying as possible. And not scary terrifying, because I don't think I can pull off big, beefy scary, but I can pull off creepy. I know that much. What about you, Martin? How, how would you uh, survive? So I'd, I'd go the opposite way. I think I'd try and be clean and under the radar. Because if, if you're covered in shit and dirt and whatever people might see you as an easy target because they might think oh he's a bit 
you know, like but mentally you just unstable. They wouldn't have anything wear. to steal, though. Like, if you turn up in a fucking three-piece suit and your hair's waxed, I'm going to be like, this dude has all the good shit. Whereas if I see Gollum, he's got nothing in his pockets. What, am I going to search his asshole? No. No, but... uh, If you've just got a gun, you might just consider, oh, I'll just get rid of that, because then it's like... It's the UK, man. No one's got a gun here. If you had a gun, you'd be in a rarity, but all the ammo would be used up within the first month or two, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about guns. And if, if, if I see someone covered in shit crawling around like Gollum, my first thought is, how have they got... How, a, how have they got to that stage and become that kind of person? And B, they must have done some fucked up shit to survive this long. And I just wouldn't Take touch it. Take a second to think about it. You have to create, based on items that you can see in your wherever you're sitting at the moment, right? You've got to create the weapon that you're taking. The apocalypse has begun. You're about to leave the house and go forage for supplies. Mm-hmm. You can make something. You've got as much time as you want, but it's only using the shit that's surrounding you at the minute. What are you taking out as your, like, go-to murder weapon? You know, like in Daisy when he tapes the magazines to his arms and shit? That's some big brain shit, man. Um, I have a big wooden, like, 2 by 4 kind of thing in the uh, room that I'm in at the moment. Um, it's got, like, nails hanging out of it. Not, I don't have it as, like, a defence weapon. It's just, like, part of our sofa. We have to, like, take it out. But I would probably take that with me. On the my bedside table, I've got two small Yankee Candle jars. <laughs> each of them would fit fairly comfortably into one of my palms each, and they're small enough that you can carry them around with you. I genuinely believe, like, if you really fucking cane someone with the corner of one of those Yankee things, you could do some serious fucking damage, because yep. those things are fucking sturdy pretty dense and they've got corners on them yeah. I think in terms of just blunt force alone you could like mace the fuck out of someone or if you put one of those in a sock or something mm. and used it like a sling you could do some fucking damage so I reckon I'm taking out some of the cross member support things out of my desk like just hammering them down on each end because they're just metal and uh, using them as like I reckon I could get two like not mini swords but like two foot long batons and just use them and fall down the ends yeah but if you had something that was really long let's say you end up in an enclosed space they're you can't like swing it two foot long though they're not like yeah but two feet let's say two feet but you're in a doorway you've got to get a good swing to do some damage with one of those next you can go for like the stabby stabby like stabbing yeah like them. yeah you'd fall down the end or like Tap out the end so they're like sharp. I, I always worry in terms of just weaponry in general. Um, if it gets taken off you, this is what you're going to have your ass beat with. And you want to die by a Yankee candle? Uh, die quick. And I don't think many people would steal my Yankee candles. I don't think anyone would be looking at it like, yeah, yeah, I'll swap out whatever I'm using for this. Which is, so I think they're fairly understated. Aaron would, just so it smelt a bit better when he was trying to have a wash. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, well, covered well, in shit no, with two the, candles. The thing, the thing is, I'm only appearing feral when I go out scavenging. Like, when I come home, I wash myself off. Yeah, 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 you have a wash, you give yourself a tetanus shot. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I, yeah, it's all a facade. <laughs> yeah, but your bathroom's going to stink. You just wouldn't want to look like someone that people would want to steal from. Because the, if there's one thing that zombie TV shows has shown me, is that the danger isn't the feral things, it's the other people. As soon as laws are out the way, other people are your biggest threat. If, if you're not worth 
someone else's time. I don't know why they would fuck with you. And this is in America where people are going to go around on the back of a pickup shooting things. We don't really have anything like that. You've got to go into close combat. And killing someone in close combat is traumatic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, they, that is fucked. The, the biggest advantage about the invention of guns is that you could get a farmer to shoot someone and he wouldn't get PTSD to the same extent as if you got him to stab someone to death with a pitchfork. You know? I, I just feel like if, if, if it comes to all-out melee combat, yeah, would prefer it, to avoid it, I think. Yeah, yeah. Which, it's a lot more 50-50, isn't it? Yeah. The only thing is it's the people who actively engage in it that you've got to avoid, because I don't care how golemy you look. Some <laughs> people are still spooky. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't want to turn into Reek from Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, anyway... <laughs> Getting away from 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 that um, that was that was, that was captive, <laughs> and the other thing I watched that I thought we could talk about a little bit um, was on BBC iPlayer, and I can't remember the name of it, um, but it was something about like it, it, it was different presenters from BBC going to different parts of the world, like looking at things that we in the UK would not see as um, normal. Um, the they went to Japan twice. And we all know how much we love Japan. Two of us, two two of us at least. So the first place they went was um, Land of the Rising, Chris. And I don't, <laughs> and I don't know if you knew this, um, Chris. I'm assuming that you didn't know this, Martin, um, but maybe you did. And you know, gold star if you did. Um, they have companies in so like apologies are such a big thing in Japan. They have companies that will that you can hire to like apologize for you. So, like, if you were a business and you've, like, fucked up an order for somebody, you can uh, you can hire this company to go and apologise for you. I think some YouTubers should have that shit. I don't think that's a bad idea. A good apology these days is worth a lot to your brand. Yeah, yeah. Um, that one was interesting. Uh, but, but, but so, so then I was watching it and I was like, oh, I wonder if, like, you know, does the other person... Because I was like, well, if I run a business and I've got a fucking complaint against some other business and they send in a guy for an apology agency like I'm going to be pissed like come fucking do it yourself but it turns out that what happens is the apology agency person pretends to work for the company and they have like their own business card that they've like made up for like as if they were working for that company and it's all like a big act oh dude that's mad yeah yeah I thought so I didn't realise like I didn't realise that was a thing at all. Um, so that was the first interesting one. And then they went back to Japan again. And they have clubs in Japan where... So I'll do this one in a bit of a scenario. So we've just finished work and we want to go for a drink after work. But I like to cross-dress. Not in a, not in a sexual way. And not in a way that I'm confused about my, my um, gender. I just like just to wear fun. women's clothes. They have clubs okay. in Japan where like, you'd go after work and you suit. And then they have a wardrobe full of women's clothes. You just go in the, the back, take your clothes off, put it in a locker, wear these women's clothes, get made up, and then you just ha- go and have drinks in this club dressed as a woman. Um, if you were going to wear women's clothes, what sort of women's clothes would you wear? Um, I'd probably wear a dress. I'm sacking off the bra. I'm not fucking with that. Uh, I think a sundress would probably be really comfortable. I th- uh, yeah, I mean, whenever I've dressed in drag, I've wore um, dresses, and it's, it's not uncomfortable. I just wouldn't want to be picking anything out my arse. No, like some women's clothing no doesn't look comfortable, there. man. Yeah, exactly. I'm not fucking with a thong, you know. 
I think thongs are, are more comfortable than we think. Um, possibly. I just kind of feel like, I don't know, I, I just can't see it being comfortable if you've got a hairy ass. Mm. Are you going one ball each side of the thong, or are you both one um, side? I think it would, yeah, like, you know Newton's cradle? <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, but yeah, that was the stuff that I watched. Definitely recommend Captive. Um, the other one was okay, but they went to some places where I just couldn't give a fuck. I um, mean, like, I'm going to watch the Japan episodes, regardless. Well, like, they, You could go to Japan and shit in a portaloo, and I'd probably <laughs> still watch it. <laughs> That's true. Um, yeah, the other one was like, I think it was like, um, Weird weird World, or something like that. It had the word weird in it. Um, th- there was another part of the episode where it was showing, um, like... A sport where people get getting like full medieval armor and like fight each other with blunted weapons. It looks fucking sick. Um, yeah, that does sound fucking sick. That'd be really fun, though. I imagine those swords are, fu- especially wearing like full armor. You got to be pretty fucking jacked. Uh, most of them seemed pretty shit, big, you know? uh, but the, the rules were basically if you got the other person, t- it was in teams. If you got, knocked them to the floor, they were out. So it wasn't like. Mortally wounding. I forget anyone. what it's called. Have you seen that um, American? It's like MasterChef, but for blacksmiths, and they make yes. a sword, and they practice like chopping pig carcasses and watermelons and shit. I have it's fucking s- great. I have seen. I've seen that that um, that like it's like a YouTube channel, isn't it? There is something very satisfying about watching someone cut through a pig carcass with a claymore, but at the same time, what a waste of fucking meat. No, it's all right. The uh, barbecue shows on next door, so spare ribs. That's, that's <laughs> nice. So getting the butcher in, did it? The smoke. The smoke. Yeah, can yeah. you imagine? Fucking prepared via claymore. They pick it up off the floor, covered in sawdust, and they're like, "There you are, for you, fresh." Just adds flavour. <laughs> it's only the same as most kebabs in the UK, isn't it? Yeah, pick it up off the floor, be fine. Uh, you're thinking of Weatherspoons, mate, where we will soon, um, just to hype it up for our audience at home, we're coming very close to our uh, midpoint in the Weatherspoons wooden, pro- uh, wooden Spoon trophy race. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be seeing quite shortly who wins and who gets that coveted Weatherspoons prize. Yeah, yeah. It's the free Weatherspoons meal deal and a trophy. Ooh. Pretty fucking big stakes, very big stakes. And just for a little recap, and you're gonna absolutely hate this, Chris. Martin's ahead three to one. Um, Jesus Christ! I didn't realise the gap was getting that big. It's it's, eh, but you can pull it back because it's always countries that nobody knows anything about. Um, oh yeah, for sure, man. It's complete dumb luck that either of us yeah. win week to week. Yeah, well, in I fact. Mean- just because I'm winning, don't call it dumb luck. But <laughs> it's definitely dumb luck. It's not skill at all. It is. Uh, it could have been either one of us, you know. So it's so my <laughs> no, my whole no, I don't know. <laughs> my whole um, undesirable Taurus series. I'll just quickly go over it now and see what you boys think. So I'll, I'm not going to explain the rules. I'll just do that when we actually play it. But for the whole series of it, so it's out of yep. ten rounds. So we've done four rounds so far. Um. And I was thinking, because whoever wins six rounds first wins the whole thing. But I was thinking, if somebody did that, and we still had like four rounds left to go, did you want to just carry doing them till it got to ten rounds to see what the score was? Uh, I think we then save some, uh, and then we move on to the next season. Okay, okay. 
So just like uh, because first by that two. point you got the definitive winner. There's no race, and then maybe we could do. Um, we'll we'll have a think about it. We can mix and match some stuff because if you wanted to have a little break, we could have like someone else run a short quiz series. In oh the yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And we yeah. could have a break, but it just depends because I can't think of anything I'd do for a quiz yet. Uh, mine would probably be mostly like anime and hentai questions. Um, yeah, you know what do I enjoy? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I will definitely lose that one then. In comparison, yeah, on to purpose Aaron. though, yeah. just so people don't know what a degenerate you are. We know what you're like when the lights are off. <laughs> Damn, you're not supposed to see me. <laughs> Stood at the end of your bed. Uh, we've hyped that all up. That will be next week's episode. But I think we're pretty much done for today. Uh, unless you boys have got anything. Uh, I've got nothing else uh, left on this episode. Um, I hope everyone's enjoyed listening to this week's episode of the podcast. Uh, please feel free to get involved on any of the social media. We'll see you next week with another episode of Undesirable Tourists. And uh, thanks again for listening, guys. See you again. Bye, guys. Bye. It's hybrids underscore podcast. That's the Instagram. you got to put the app beforehand. And then the email is hybrids.podcast at gmail.com. Boom, smashed it. Au revoir. Au revoir.